to talk more about NASCAR and what's going to happen this weekend at the Roval 400. We have a two-time Daytona 500 champion, uh, NASCAR Cup Series driver, team owner, also an analyst for Fox's NASCAR coverage on the NASCAR Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and NASCAR uh, Truck Series as well. This guy's got one of the biggest personalities that you will ever find. I used to bump into this guy a lot when I was working at Fox, so let's bring on Mike. Michael Waltrip on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Michael, how you doing on this Friday? Oh, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day. It's home game for most of these teams. A lot of energy and excitement going on around the Roval, and I'm looking forward to every lap of it. All right, Michael. So tell us about it uh, from an ex-driver's perspective. How difficult is it to go from an oval track to jumping on this road course? It's uh, these guys, the level of talent, they're the elite uh, racers in America. And it's, it's really some of them will do better than others, just like on a on a circle track. But uh, all of them think that they got a chance to go out there and do something special. And like I said, you know, it's, it's a home game. And that means a lot, too. That means the men and women that build the cars and work on them and set them up. They're able to come out to the track and watch their body of work go uh, go around that roval. So a lot of fun things going on this weekend. And um you know, it's just—it's really hard. I've been listening and looking uh, at stats and trying to pick my favorite. It's really hard to do so. When we came along with the with the new car, the next gen, it seemed to change the game a little bit. You know, guys run better in the old car and some better in the new. So um, I'm gonna be sitting there uh, wondering who the favorite should be. Watch a little practice and qualifying, see how it goes, and I'm ready to ready for these cats to go racing. Yeah, and so when you talk about the favorite for this track, when you talk about odds, it's Chase Elliott. And so I asked Kenny Wallace earlier, I said that you have some drivers that come in and they're great on the road, and some guys are great on the oval, but Chase Elliott is a guy that can do a little bit of both. So uh, tell us about what makes him such a special driver and how he's able to adapt no matter what and also why he's been so good on this course. I remember racing a late model race up at Richmond probably 10 years ago, and Chase Elliott looked like he was 12. He might have been 16, but uh, I think I ran second, and, and he ran third. And, and I'm like, wow, those kids are pretty good at this game. And um, he's just been special since he showed up. He just gets it done on all types of different racetracks. Just a big, big fan favorite. But I think the coolest thing is that, that he – you know, he's able just to focus on his game wherever you're going. And I remember as a driver, when I would come to a road course, it was different, you know, and I would approach it differently. And I, I would look forward to the challenge and the opportunity. And I think that's how you have to be mentally if you're going to be successful. You can't worry so much about um, stats. Maybe your history doesn't look great at a place. you got to focus on the positive. Like, why did I run 13th? Was there moments when I could have run third? How did I fix what I did last time? And the team. I think that's what people don't understand as much, uh, and, and it's so much different now for me, but there's so much data and analytics these drivers can lean on, and they, they obviously are going to watch replays of the race. It's like watching game film for a football player. These guys lean on that data. They lean on the film, the history, and then they just try to improve. And Chase Elliott has just, his body of work from day one has just been impressive, especially on the road racing. We know how good he's been there. So he'll be, he'll be on my short list of favorites, and I think um, – I think I'm going to make my favorite Denny Hamlin. He just seems to be stepping up this time of year, 
I think Denny's probably going to be a guy you're going to have to beat if you're going to win the race uh, on Sunday. That is the voice of Michael Waltrip joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Michael, I did want to get your thoughts on if you're a fan of stage cautions returning to road course races uh, starting this weekend. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think they're necessary to, to break things up and also to get the strategy to play out uh, for some of these guys. You're going to see playoff drivers trying to get stage points, guys that are outside the playoffs foregoing those and trying to get track position through the stage breaks, and the caution flag certainly will enhance every bit of that. Um, obviously, NASCAR's concern was running all the laps under caution for those two breaks. So uh, if, if they could tighten that up a little bit, maybe there's a way they can run one less lap or, or two uh, at the stage breaks. I'd like I'd be a fan of that or for that. But um, I think it just really, really helps this thing get even more interesting when you uh, couple the differing strategies that these teams are going to have to deploy in order to try to get a victory here at Charlotte. Michael, you talked about your confidence in Denny Hamlin. I didn't want to know what playoff drivers below the cut line also has the best chance of winning on Sunday. You know, it's, it's, it's so interesting seeing who's going to do what with strategy. So, um, you know, there's guys that are just just below the cut line you got to feel pretty confident about. You know, uh, Truex is, is in a good spot, but he's struggled lately. Uh, Kyle Busch is going to need to have a pretty good day in order to think that uh, he's secure. So, uh, I mean, you can almost just pick someone and say, that's my guy or he's in trouble, he better win. And um, just have your have your point standings uh, written down for yourself and look look at where they're running as the stage breaks come and see what drivers are really serious about getting those points and what's point, which ones are going to try to parlay strategy into getting the victory at the end. All right, Michael. Well, on my way in today, had to ask. I saw it, looked over, and thought I would see the old Hot Shots uh, restaurant that was here in Concord by Concord Mills Mall. But no, I see the Michael Waltrip Tap Room that is now open there. So that was definitely a nice little surprise to the day. So tell us uh, about the new place that you got. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, like you said, the old Hot Shots is right, uh, right up the street from Hooters. And right across from Hendrick Automotive, uh, we've got a wonderful tap room, uh, great cheeseburgers, great food. I highly recommend you get uh, the buffalo chicken flatbread. It's crazy good. We have our beers, our signature beers. We have the Talladega Light. We have the uh, Bristol Sunshine. And then have several other beers that, um, that are just on tap there at the restaurant. Um, plus a full bar, full, full menu, a lot of fun times. We say come for the food and stay for the experience because I've always had a great experience there, and I think the fans are loving it as well. Welcome, everybody, to Charlotte for the Roval races, and hopefully you can swing by my little bar there and have a beer. Yeah, that's, that's the tap room, by the way, by Michael Waltrip. And, of course, we see the nostalgic, the iconic blue and yellow paint scheme. The menu color scheme is there. We've been talking about it all day, Michael. Real quickly before we get you out of here, what was your, besides your own, was there a favorite paint scheme that you saw um, in your days driving on the circuit? Is there one that really sticks out to you? Well, you said I couldn't pick mine, but the Napa Napa number 15 <laughs> was, was my favorite. Uh, but, you know, I was really blessed. I got to run against my brother when he drove the Tide Ride, and that yeah. was a really colorful, bright car. And when, when Dale went from, from blue and yellow to black, uh, the number three, that, that those are memories 
that I cherish. I have a part of the King's car from his last race in 92 in my garage uh, signed by Richard Petty. So the, the Petty blue and fluorescent orange colors that he had on that 43 car. I'm, I'm old, guys, so all those old cars just really, really make me happy when I think about the times I shared the top with those guys. No doubt about it, man. And all the paint schemes, very, very uh, classic material. So, Michael Walter, we thank you for your time. You can catch him on Twitter at MW55. Go out there to Michael Waltrip Tap Room here in Concord as you get ready to come over to see the Rover 400 and all the other races. Michael, we appreciate the time. Well, we appreciate you guys covering the races, and I'm looking forward to a great weekend weather-wise, competition-wise. Everything's going to be just over the top at Charlotte this weekend.